So watch the mind if you want to see it. They have a big story about wanting it later. And if you really want it later, all of this, entertaining this now, is about having it later. And what can be had later ain't it. It's not it. It is not it. It's, that's something that was unpackaged being packaged. That's something that has nothing to do with time being, in, being produced by time. Yeah? Now, it can translate through time, but it's not produced by time. And you're not going to be able to produce a timeless event by time. So some people, they, like I get these emails and people have, a, they have an event. They think they've had an event. And, you know, they've had a couple of days of feeling oneness, yes? And then the selfing is still going on. And, but they're still, they don't see that the selfing is just the mental activity. It's the feeling that it's imposing something on you is the product of selfing. The mind has taken itself to be the subject that that activity is bothering. Yeah? It's not the activity. It's the feeling that it's happening to you. That's the bonding mechanism. It's not like, oh, the selfing is driving me crazy. It's the me that produces the juiciness of dr driven crazy. It's not the selfing. Because if it was, then selfing would constantly, at all times, with everyone, drive them crazy. But it isn't. It's our role as the main influence of every experiment. It's our role. Yeah? So the movie isn't that good, but the audience makes it so. So the selfing is just an activity, and it's actually quite old, in a way, because it's in a mental realm where there is an idea of being old. It's just the same old, same old. If you did an inventory of what you're concerned about for three years, it would be, I'm afraid of, yeah, the I and the afraid would be the dominant thing, and then there'd be different things you would be afraid of. And you would think that everything's different because you're worried about something different. But the state is always worrying. I'm worrying. That's always seemingly the, the, the fixed reference. It's the things. It's like someone says, well, I don't have the same thoughts as you. When I have a thought about walking the dog, it's Fido I'm walking. And the only difference is when I'm walking the dog, it's Biff. The same thoughts. But you, you believe that if you change one of the this objects, then it's different. Yeah? So the head is basically in a state of unease, and then it has stories about what it's uneased about. And all the attention goes to this side of the equation instead of seeing this side of the equation. Because this side changes, changes, changes all the time, but the primary number one doesn't change. And you have to see the primary number one, the idea of being a long-lasting, independent, separate entity. It's like producing a door, selfing, self, yes? The feeling of being self. And then tons of meaning and information and old ideas and beliefs about life come in that door and then give meaning to things that are met here. But your mind makes the door. Your mind, the mind, the conditional mind makes the door, the entrance way for, for selfing. So a thought, when it's held as my thought, is just, it's just waiting to be injected with meaning. 
And then you open it up, and what you think is, that thought brought me this terrible meaning. No, 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 no. That thought is just like a pickup, or it's coming to a place. The mind, yeah, sets it up, and then all this shit gets in it, and then you perceive the thought and think that it has all that meaning. But you, the mind, gave it all the meaning it has. And that meaning that it gave comes through this door of you. Yeah? You give every meaning. So it isn't the movie, it's the audience that makes it seem real. The audience is what gives all the meaning to the movie. Not the movie to the audience. The audience gives all the meaning to the movie. And if the audience, if that mind is sitting as if it's a separate, independent, long-lasting entity in the theater, it's going to have the sense of being the subject, and that movie's the object. Yes? And therefore, from this point of view, I can only see life as if it's happening to me. That's the relationship I'm in. If there's the identification as a self, you become the subject, and then life is like an object that's happening to you. Yeah? It doesn't matter what happens. The same thing, it will always be to you. It can have very bad meanings, what's happened, or very good meanings. But all those meanings will be happening to you. That's the self in. That's the product of it. The feeling that life is happening to me. Instead of life is happening. It's a whole different way of looking. Yeah? One is a form of looking called self-centeredness. And we're all... We've had tons of, tons of, tons of experiences of it. Every one of us in this room, most of our life has been seen from a point of view of self-centeredness. Yeah? That's just one, one possibility of mind. The trick it has is that when you don't understand that you're identified as this feeling of being a self, so no matter what relationship, no matter how much you try to change out here, it's still relating to the same old you. Yeah. So, all right, the, the life of drugs and debauchery and then the life of quiet life and, and meditation. But there'll be, it'll, be the same you involved. And that you will be giving meaning to this activity and it will be giving meaning to that activity. And if it gives this activity a real noble meaning, that activity will bond it more to the idea of being yourself than almost anything else. So while you're thinking, I'm doing, I'm doing something to, to get out of my condition, that's the larger condition. <laughs> it's trippy, you know, it's the, The selfing cannot produce a you. It can produce a sense of being a you, but it cannot produce a you. It can't. It can't produce a self. It can't create a self. It just makes a feeling of being a self. Yeah? It makes it. How does it make it? By constant verbing. Constant selfing. Yeah? Constant selfing produces that like helicopter thing and it's after a while you look at it it's moving so fast it seems like it's only one thing yeah so to your mind the selfing produces like an optical illusion that reflects in your nature 
which is your ability to reflect, and it reflects a person or a thing. You take yourself to be a body. And then from that point on, the system that we're relying on pictures you as a body. And when it's taking its, when it's doing its activity, which is playing God, really, if you look at the big book, it says the how and why of the whole program is first quit playing God. Then it goes to surrender or turning your will and your life over. But the first thing is to quit playing God. Because if you don't, you'll turn your will and your life over and then you'll think that you can take it back. Because you're the bigger God. So now you're going to turn it over to a smaller God, and then when you decide, oh, I'm really flipping out today, you'll take it back from that smaller God. It's like a bully in a you know playground. Hey, give me that toy. Yeah? And then so on and on. What is that but playing God? I hear it all the time. Oh, I, t- I took my will back this week. I had surrendered it. Probably a big, dramatic surrender. And then, then three hours later, they've taken, they forgot that incredible dramatic and they've taken it back seemingly. Yeah, isn't that playing God? So in the beginning, we have to deal with the fact, when you come into recovery, we have, the first way it's dealt with is we have to work in the poison. So we're going to have a higher power of our own understanding. So our playing God will now start entertaining, maybe perhaps there's another God, yes? With no intention of going for that God, but maybe, and maybe that God will get me a girlfriend, or a parking space, or a job, or whatever, yes? So it's going to be like, you're on call, God. When my Godding starts failing, I'll, I'll rely on you, yes? But when it's going great, I'll take it back. So then, hopefully, after a while, you will see, no, I don't want to know a God of my own understanding. I want to know a God of its own understanding. Because then, you're going to be freaking surprised. I mean, unbelievably surprised. Because a God of my understanding, here's this giant space, and I have it framed into only being able to appear like that. (laughs) All my old ideas of God get to be lived out while I'm playing God, yeah? If I can get to a point of, no, 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 I'd like to find out about a God of its own understanding. And then what will happen is, instead of knowing me, what I am to that will be expressed, yeah? How that power views this, I'll start to know, I'll find out. Instead of me, as this, trying to find out what God is, I'll let, I'll let God reveal itself to me. Let's see what God, how, God, how God sees me today. Yeah? And therefore, I become an expression, and as it is expressing through me, there's a certain kind of knowledge called finding out, which I found to be much more solid and much more reliable than knowing, the mental knowing. Because this mental knowing is binary. Yeah? Didn't you ever know all the philosophy you studied? When did it when did it usually escape you when you most needed it? Yeah? In those situations where you where the rubber's really hitting the road, there it goes. You've been saying the same prayer year after year, suddenly you still put your foot in your mouth every freaking time. Yeah? This is like a radical way of understanding is that you don't understand, you don't know, and then you find out, yeah? 
And instead of thinking, all right, so I'm meeting every day with a preconceived idea, you don't have that preconceived idea representing you. You don't know what you are, and then what you are gets revealed. Yeah? And then you find out about what you are, and that knowledge isn't a knowledge of knowing the way we know it, like I'm the subject and now the truth's an object, and I know the truth. No. You know, yeah, through this object, you know the subject by its moving, by its manifesting, by its livingness through you. You don't know it as if you can take it home and study it. If you can't get, you know, there's no like spiritual library you can go and sit in the corner and really get to know. It's a living demonstration. But that knowledge, when it's found out that way, yeah, from the openness of I don't know, when that information comes in, it has an incredible, uh, quote-unquote, convincing quality. You actually start believing with certainty. Not a belief up here, yes? but a different form of belief. But you, you now know what you could never have known. No matter how much you studied or did anything, you would have never have known this. And for me it translates as you have a tran an, an immunity to this locating you. Like the mental system takes this mental here, which it is, a mental here. It's not the manifest here. It has very little regard to the manifest here. It's an interpretation of the manifest here, and it's a mental here. So, when the thought system of this system locates you, it triangulates you with past, future, and now. And the now isn't now, it's a mental now, which is only the continuation of the idea of past and future. That's all it is. Yeah? Sometimes more past, Sometimes less future. More future, it's the same thing. But it's also, as soon as you take yourself to be this, yes, you're now addicted to listening to that. So K-Paul, its frequency is past, present, and future. Not the presence, but the present in mind. So, if you're up there, you want to get out of here. Big time, Yeah? Yeah? You want to get out of the mental realm. But what happens is, when you spend all your time getting out of the mental realm, in my case, I was imprisoned in the manifest here. By my, this, my this incessant need to get out of here, I ended up in Delancey Street for two years. Three months in Project Return. 850 Bryant. Fucking Alameda. You know, freaking these... Jail upon jail for like two or four days, you know? <laughs> All the while, I was trying to escape this, but in the manifestation, that seeking to get out of here sought to get me imprisoned. <laughs> and yet, no matter what the consequences were, they weren't sufficient enough to deter me from trying to escape from here. The alcohol of my type, I am willing to pay any consequence tomorrow not to be uncomfortable now. Where am I uncomfortable? Not in the now, but in the mental now. There's too many ideas floating around about me in there. Way too many. I've done too many bad things. And 
I know I deserve punishment. And there's no way I'm going to get any pardon in the mental court system. I have to have it go up to the court of light. Yeah? That's the only place where I can get true, a true pardon. Yeah? A true release from the imprisonment. I did things that, no matter how many, I could have gone to therapy 15 years, and they would have never convinced me to let myself go on that. <laughs> because there's, it was an airtight case, and I have thousands of them. Airtight case that I've been convicted. And I'll tell you, if you're in self-centeredness, then no matter what happens, it will pertain to you. You'll have a big role in it. Just like I always talk about my father. You know, he was... A, he was a father for me for a while, and we'd play and everything, and then suddenly he got very ill, and he couldn't play with me anymore. So my family got me together, and the Dr. Gianquinto came, and they all talked to me about, hey, Dad's not going to be able to take you to tryouts anymore. Dad's not going to do this, that, that. And no matter how much they told me, from the point of view of self-centeredness, I definitely, definitely believed that I must have done something to cause my father not to want to play with me. And there was no way I was going to be unconvinced. No freaking way. Yeah? So that's in self-centeredness. In the Course in Miracles, they take it even farther. They say there's this feeling of unity and perfection that we remember, right? Love of all love, everything beautiful. And yet, when we wake up and we're here, yes, and we see all the, uh, the obvious examples of that not being seemingly so here, who gets to be at fault? The mind and self-centeredness. The mind and self-centeredness believes that it's split from God. This is the highest form of playing God by that mind. It believes that it left God. And this is what's happened. And the guilt of that is fucking unbelievable. Yeah? I mean, what would, it was like when I was younger and I was with that guru. And when, they, when I met the guru, I was only like 18... And the people who follow the guru, which means teacher, yeah, Indian, professed him to be the lord of the universe, yeah? So here I was, I met the lord of the universe, and after a short bit of time, I realized I didn't like the lord of the universe. <laughs> so there's the lord of the universe, I don't, I'm, here I am, and I don't like the lord of the universe, what does that make me? Not too much. <laughs> there was an incredible amount of guilt Every time I had a dislike for him, it was like, fuck, Jesus Christ. Hell just went, bing. I actually wanted to hit him with like a time delay, like, like a little thing, like a dart. Because he used to be at these festivals in an open car. And I figured if I hit him, and it would take like, you know, five, three minutes, he would be like 60 yards away, and they wouldn't have been able to figure out it was me. I swear to God, my head was so, because I wouldn't allow myself to leave the Lord of the Universe, because that would seem like the biggest mortal sin that could ever be committed by a spiritual seeker. He finally meets the Lord of the Universe and gives him the fuck you sign? No way! This is called self-centeredness. What else is it? And if you look at self-centeredness, what is it? It's a form of playing God, yes. There's no recognition of now. There's all reaction to what's now, what's not now, which is this mental year. What is that but an incredible shift from, if you want to call the manifestation an exhibition of God, to your own little Idaho up there, where the mind plays God. 
And you can see the devotees of mind because they'll be in the manifest here, but they're not reacting to the manifest here. They're reacting to the mental realm. Or what I call what's not happening. So most of their fears are just totally produced by entertaining time up here. Yeah? Up in the mental realm. And it's very impossible to entertain any kind of freedom from it because how are you going to get out of an imaginary problem? You can't. If you realize it's imaginary, that's how you get out of it. But you've got to see that that's not happening. If it's given any relevance, there's where are you going to apply the effect on it? There's, it's not happening. Where are you going to take the salve and put it on? It's not happening. Where are you going to like put the next shot in? Okay, right there's no ass to shoot up. It's not happening. The sense that it's not happening is the freedom. But how can that sense be entertained if the mind has taken itself to be the original false evidence appearing real? You, as the subject, as this. This false evidence appearing real, you have no immunity to the rest of the false evidence that appears real. Yeah? There's no way to discern or discriminate because the whole view is skewered, self-centeredness. It's not about, all right, let me move the chair. No, this is the view. The chair is just an appearance of this view. Yeah? Awareness is in a total realm of awareness. 
there's no thing it runs into. Yeah? So when mind, this conditional mind, its reflective ability starts reflecting, yeah, I'm not that, yeah, it gets weaned off of taking everything and throwing it into a situ- situation of being a thing, and then an ability it always has, it now can reflect no thing. And that to me is called seeing nothing. And seeing nothing goes on and on and on and on and on because it never gets interrupted by seeing something. It never hits. Everything it hits, it goes right through. It doesn't say, oh, I hit. That's a solid, long-lasting, independent thing and it has its own meaning. No, that's a form of looking. Seeing nothing goes through. Yes? What would happen if mind looking, never ran into a thing. Yes? So it would never set up that, oh, I'm the seer, and I saw that object. Yeah? What would that be? What would that be if the awareness never ran into anything? Where would it stop? Where would it be interrupted and time manifest? Yeah? When would it hit something and go, oh, I've been looking at that thing, and then time? What would happen if there's no thing for the scene to ever hit? It would be infinite. Yeah. So each moment in time has that quality of timelessness. Because while my conditional head's looking at something, and I'm getting engaged in something, either the thoughts about something or whatever, there's always the seeing nothing. Yeah. It's like, I believe St. Francis was pointing at it. He said, what's looking, which I think is seeing nothing, is what you are looking for. Yeah? What's looking, let's say seeing nothing, because that would mean at every moment, everyone, no one, there was ever an act of consciousness meaning something, that would be an activity on the seeing nothing. Yeah? So, seeing nothing, what's looking, I would say, is seeing nothing, is what you are looking for. But it's very difficult to see nothing if you're trained to see something. Yeah? That's just like we do on a conceptual level. Someone writes a thing and talks about enlightenment or awakening, and then it implies nothing, no thing, but as soon as I entertain it with this noggin, my noggin, for it to know it, makes it into something. So this way of knowing, which is a form of seeing, is I only see things, yeah? For me to recognize something, even if it's nothing, I've got to make it something. This is the dilemma. It's the, it's the way the mind is configured that we're blind to its own nature. But I found if there's nothing needed to be done but just see who's the doer of anything. If it's not you, yeah? Everything, the whole system loosens up. And that quality of being able to sense seeing nothing, yeah, which to me is the feeling of presence, what do I feel the presence? Do I feel presence by the things that are in the space? Or the space? I would say the space represents presence. So the things that come in and out can change constantly, but the presence of the space that things are appearing in never does. So the presence is constantly available at all times. The presence is the sense of seeing nothing to me. 
So you hear that sound. It's totally wrapped in nothing. That's so be- what makes it so beautiful. Yeah? The whole sound is wrapped in an infinite nothing. And it just appears on this one, on this, this surface of infiniteness, and then you hear this beautiful sound. Yeah? But what causes it to be beautiful is the, is the, the influence of the nothing. You ever hear really good music? They, some people I really like, they have pauses where you think the song's over and then they kick back up again. The pause is the biggest influence of the whole song. Yeah? It's what initiates the real uh, appreciation of the sound is the no sound. Yeah? It's the same thing with looking as, at things. The beauty when I'm looking at something is from nothing. That's the beauty. The beauty is nothingness, surrounding. So here's an infinite amount of nothingness in one little flower that's sitting, that's appearing, yeah? And your attention goes to that one flower, which goes... Your attention, yeah? Mind is totally capable. It's totally clear and big, like the sky. It's just been hunkered down into like this mental yogic posture called selfing. It's used to only seeing things from a thing. Yeah? It thinks knowledge is knowing something instead of finding out. Yeah? It thinks security is basically having everything dead. Only about the past and just reliving and rehashing and refeeling and rethinking. Man, that's safe. Instead of the highest form of security is insecurity. Is I don't know. It has people who are basically inherently dead now, super afraid of death. And the ones who are really alive now aren't afraid of death. But the ones who aren't even living are really the most afraid of death. It's trippy, isn't it? They're basically dead now, but they're scared shit that they're going to (laughs) end. It's like a death cult. It really is. We don't worship life at all. We worship death. Yeah? And we're scared to be Jesus scared of life. Yeah? Yet, we don't want death to ever end. So we just, we're so afraid of quote-unquote dying, so that the death would continue on. Isn't it amazing? It's like vertical coffins on wheels. I used to like it. Everyone's in, you know, oh, that guy's got a great coffin. He's looking like he's really got it going on. Fuck. <laughs> They're dead, inherently dead. They're reacting to what's not happening. What is that? But death. Yeah. So I don't know. I just entertained what I heard. I was lucky enough to hear someone share, and I just entertained it for a while. And then I went to see other people, but my view of things is like they're a catalyst, yeah? All the chemicals are here already. I just may need an outside influence to tickle it, to set it off, yeah? So I would hear them, and then they did an incredible service because that thing got set off, yeah? The mind itself came out of the posture. Yeah, no one had to facilitate it. They just told me, hey, that ain't you. That, that was the catalyst. That was the catalyst, yes, but the batch was there. And it excited it, and then the mind could entertain possibilities. And then it realized what that is, is entertaining constantly. 
It never, it never gets a thing called possibility. It's just entertaining possibilities. Yeah. It's a nice way. That's a nice influence in one's life. You'll travel lighter no matter what the destiny of this action figure is. You'll travel lighter through the terrain of it, no matter what. This has nothing to do with changing anything out here. It has to do with illuminating it. That's all. It has to do with a little illumination. So whatever your destiny is, as an action figure, you'll travel lighter through that destiny. And if things are supposed to change, they will. Yeah? But that has nothing to do with its access or no access. It's always available at all the time, no matter how it's looking down here. Yeah? It's only when there's the plain God, and you don't believe you've fulfilled your requirements to know God, that then that God seems to be unknown. If you can give up your addiction to your reasons and considerations, then God, will, or whatever you want to call it, will reveal itself to you, instead of you knowing it. traveling later, eh? Haven't you? Yes? There you go. What more do you want? I mean, seriously. <laughs> I was listening to a lady. hope she doesn't listen to this. But, uh, you know, a typical thing, she was talking about some behavior she does that she now doesn't think it's right, but she keeps doing it. And it, it's just like it's just like a hook and a hook and a hook, you know? Fuck it, do whatever you want. You have money, go buy something. <laughs> Why are you making it such an impediment? It's like a guy who received $250,000. He's got an inheritance. He comes over to my house and he starts telling me all the problems it's creating. I don't know if I should tell my people. They may change their opinion of me. I said, well, then kick down some cash. Give me some. You know what I mean? If you can't seem to enjoy it, I can definitely enjoy it. I mean, it's unbelievable. You know what I mean? You can, it's like you can drop a, this type of mind in heaven. It'll be hell in a day. I swear to God, there'll be some fucking thing that's missing. It's incredible. It really is. To rely on that system that turns every verb into a noun, that takes a, a, like a whole piece of cloth and partitions it, you know, as if you can, you know, become privatized one part in this and that. Yes, it's all like it's like you miss you miss the thread. You know, we're blind in a way. It really, it's true. We're blind. Self-centeredness is incredible. You crane your neck to look, but it's a form of blindness. It would be much better if you stop fucking looking and then the seeing me. 
make a big impression, yeah? But when you're busy looking and concentrating and focusing, it's just, to me, it's the exact opposite of a relaxed awareness. I mean, if you knew that something was always available at all the time, would you be in any hurry? (laughs) Would you? Would you think that you could get there faster? You know? It's like being on a plane. You want to rush to the front. Does that mean you're going to get there first? The whole plane arrives at the same time. Yeah? You know, no one's beaten no one's beaten anyone. I am always amazed how everyone gets up. It's just thirty minutes waiting, crunched up, they're too big, they can't get but they're hanging there. Fucking relax. You're gonna get out, don't worry. <laughs> so it's not to me, it's not concentration. It's not like pouring over the ancient texts. It's like uh, it's really, like it says in the big book, you'll lose interest in yourself. And I love how he says it, and your little plans and designs, because when you're in selfing, every plan and design seems big, doesn't it? <laughs> but when you're out of it, you'll see all the plans and designs are quite little. You know? And all these effects he talks about, what is, what is he talking about? A shift of mind. Yeah, The mind has shifted from playing God and now has given up playing God, and what gets revealed, and if, I, if you don't like the word God, I'm just using it because of the text. Yeah. What, what will be revealed will be God. Yeah? But the, the, the requirement is, first, you need to quit playing God, or you'll play God when seemingly God appears. Yeah? You'll be the one who thinks, oh, I'm the one who knows God. I don't know, it says it in the book. I think, you know, if you're in something, it's good to know the how and why of it, yeah? Before you say, oh, that's not AA, maybe you should know what AA is. And really, a psychiatrist did this work when I was in Chicago, and he wasn't an alcoholic, and he, he did his thesis on AA, and he said, basically, what AA is, is all these people trying to stop playing God. That was basically his whole take on it. And that's what's happening here. Isn't, it's not AA, a form of playing God? I'd say so. Something that could be of help? Oh, it's not AA, I can't go near that. No, it's not AA. Well, what is AA? Well, let me tell you, no, I don't see it that way. It's quit playing God. That's the whole how and why of it. Sounds like you're playing God in a sense. Obviously, you're not, but there's a playing of God saying no or yes to something. I know for me, if you really get something, you're loose about it, really. It's when you don't get it, you're really rigid. There's got to be a rigidity. There's got to be something to defend because there's a need to be right. But when you're really... Maybe got the essence of it. It's usually worn loosely. Like, you know what I mean? It's a very large umbrella. It's a very large foundation. It can hold a lot of things. So, that's my opinion on that. So, yeah, any questions? Anyone feel shorted if I don't speak another 15 minutes? <laughs> Isn't everything given value by time here? So you can't entertain hearing a message if it's only five minutes. You think like an eight-hour Saturday will be. A, that was a better message.
Why is that? Well, because I just kept hearing it over and over and over again. I mean, have you seen an invitation that was like 50 pages long? Usually an invitation is sort of quick, yeah? Party, 12 o'clock, here's the directions, map it. <laughs> oh, my. oh, this is why you should go to... Oh, there it is. Yeah? A message is just a message. It's not usually a big dissertation. It's just a message, yes? The message is, and it's more energetic, the words have nothing to do with it. It's the energy of the room. And it's all of our minds, which is none of our minds, are in cahoots. We're all willing to entertain what most of the day we're not willing to entertain. So we come here, and we give ourselves permission to entertain, yeah? What we're usually not giving ourselves permission to entertain during the day. Yeah? Because it doesn't mix with my job or something, you know? It's all always always requirements and considerations. So it's incredible. Once you put a consideration on it, it seems to be okay to be distant from that. That's always so right here and right now. Yeah? You don't see the plain God of all that? I mean, if you're in a pursuit of God, who tells you if you're getting close? You? <laughs> Does God whisper to you? You wouldn't, you wouldn't fucking hear that. If the greatest master of all time to you showed up here, and they looked you right in the face and said, there was nothing you needed ever to do, there's nothing you need to do now, and there'll never be anything you need to do. And you would be awashed from this approval from an authority. But I bet you after three hours you'd be doing something. Meditating, reading again. I think I missed it. I think I missed the message. No, you didn't miss the message. The way you be God is when you believe you missed the message. Yes? When it's put off into time, that's playing God. When it's always, I'll get it the next time, that's playing God. God, immediacy. Playing God, time. Yes? God, no process. No path, no guru, no that. Yeah? Playing God, processes. So that I can blame someone for failing me. Yeah? You find it, find it. It gets down to a simple nugget. When there's an identification as self, that's playing God. Yes? You live in a mental realm and basically are dead to the manifest realm. And in the only place in this manifestation that you're going to come, quote unquote, into contact with the unmanifest is in the manifest. It's not up in the mental realm. No freaking way. Conditional mind sucks us all our attention, interest up into the mental realm, and it plays God. Yeah? And it doesn't want you to be here because it will be obvious that it ain't God here. Yes? Because the, in the mental realm, it can only convince me about false evidence. It doesn't manifest to everyone else. Yeah? In other words, what I'm believing about what's not happening is very difficult for me to convince you to believe that about what's not happening. We all have our own little private Idaho's with the, our own little private God playing. And it's a very small, weak God because it can't manifest. Yeah? It can't do something that appears to be so to everyone. It can only act, think about something and, and cause it to appear to be true to you. Yeah? <laughs> really? 
light has no effect on me. Why is that? Because to me, inherently, it's not happening. I don't see it, feel it, taste it, touch it. And thank God I'm not thinking it. You're thinking of it, and that's what's making it seemingly real. Why is that? Because I'm relying on that thought system. That thought system, how does that thought system present me? As a body. Yeah? When you think of you, how do you think of you in the past? As a body. When you're worrying about you in a future situation, how is that picture, the you, that that future situation is going to happen to? A body. If you're relying on that system and listening to that station with great devotion every day, you're going to take yourself to be a body. That's the first move of playing God, and then it just rips from there on. Yes? And you can see what... God you're devoted to, because if you're not responding to what's happening, you're reacting to what's not happening. Yeah? Literally. There is something that's called what's happening, and it has a quality what's not happening doesn't have, which is it's happening. It is happening here. Yeah? What more antidote to what's not happening do you need? If there wasn't this, you would be totally in what's not happening. But at least there's an anchor available that if you just say, hey, where are my feet, you know, here. And then, okay, then the mind starts presenting why I should be really concerned about what's not happening. You would have an immunity to it. Why? Because you'd be aware of what's happening. If you're not aware of what's happening, you don't have any immunity to what's not happening. I know a woman who, no matter how much you share about the beautiful here, she only takes it to be there. She's never seemingly been here. She only knows a mental here, and she doesn't want to be in that mental here. So no matter how much you make it sound incredible, the present moment in here, her thing is, I don't want to be here at all. So she's always there, and that there produces a sense of here, but it ain't here. I mean, she's, she took like a walk on a space shuttle and never came back. She's just, she's still walking in space. It's like, she got off of shuttle one and now it's like shuttle 18. She's been walking that whole time. Successful here, you've got to be numbed out, basically. 